Desiree Verdejo is the CEO and founder of Hyperskin, a results-orientated skincare brand rooted in multiculturalism and designed to treat dark spots for all skin tones. Trust me when I say, guys, the hype is real. So keep listening for more. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success, and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you our guest for today, Desiree Verdejo. After practicing law for seven years, Desiree launched Hyperskin, a hyper-targeted skincare brand for all skin tones. Through years of struggling with acne and dark spots as a teenager, and later with hormonal breakouts through her, throughout her pregnancy, Desiree sought to find an effective solution. And she quickly realized the major lack of diversity in the beauty space and set out to create a brand that would not only address her skin concerns, but also speak directly to an under-targeted audience. Hyperpigmentation is the most common skincare concern for skin of all color, and Desiree shone a light on this, leading Hyperskin to become recognized by the likes of Allure, Harper's Bazaar, and Vogue as having one of the best products for hyperpigmentation. I love that she maintains such authenticity and transparency with her brand and founder story, and it makes for such a strong connection with audiences, and it's just one of the many reasons why I cannot wait for have a conversation today. So Desiree, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Akash. So I asked all my guests the same question, and I'm going to ask you is, who in a nutshell is Desiree? Okay, well, that's a tough question because it's it's the nutshell part and sort of um, thinking of the highlights that makes it challenging. But I am a New Yorker, a mom. Um, I am a lover of life, travel, discovery. Um, so I think being a founder is 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 a natural, a natural fit for me. And I'm really proud to be an entrepreneur right now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I love that. I mean, we're pretty much yeah. the same, except I'm not a mom. But uh, yeah. I, I love anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> Travel, founder, entrepreneur. I think this is like, we're going to find a lot of synergies here. Um, yeah. And, you know, in what you're creating, and I told you before we started this podcast, I'm a huge fan of your product. It's truly made a huge difference to my skin. And it's something as a person of color, really, I haven't seen a product that was really, you know, we have a lot, I had a lot of discoloration and I hadn't found a product that really was targeting my concerns. And the fact that you went out to create it um, in this under, yeah, I guess you could say under market category, it's, it's, it's so heartwarming to see. So A, just want to say thank you. Yay, I'm glad. I'm glad you appreciate Um, it. Thank you. No, absolutely. So I would love to know a little bit about, you know, first, before we get into how Hyperskin came to be and the the journey into beauty, you were a lawyer, right? For seven years working in, in, tell us more about that. 
Yeah. So I was an attorney in a past life. I was in big law in New York City, um, large law firms, working long hours. Um, I was a finance attorney. Um, so very different life, very different schedule, very different rhythm. Um, you know, wearing blue and gray suits on a daily basis. Um, and I think um, as a younger woman, that's what I envisioned. I envisioned um, being a quote unquote businesswoman, a more corporate lifestyle. Um, when I got into that lifestyle, I realized, you know, after a few years that it wasn't my ideal. Um, I realized I like a bit more freedom. I want to be a bit more in control of the way I present myself um, as an individual, although I'm like wearing a plain t-shirt today. But um, I like a very, like a mix of a day-to-day. Um, as a lawyer, you're sort of called on because like you're the one that knows a specific area. You know, you're an expert. And while that is like something that I have a lot of respect for, I realized that I wanted to really be an explorer of various topics. So um, I found myself sort of shifting away and thinking about my career and like what I would do if if not practicing law and being an entrepreneur was always sort of always sort of there. Um, I'd always had like business ideas. concepts that I'd write down, some that I would sort of research. But um, beauty was something that I was always sort of putting energy into exploring and discovering. And so there was an organic transition from law to beauty for me. Mm. No, absolutely. And I think one thing similar to probably my journey as well, from engineering to beauty, Okay, yeah. Uh, we've had incredible sort of like people we've admired on the journey, right? And I remember reading yeah. an article, I think on Medium, where you were saying that whether it was an, like an editor friend to a graphic designer, you've had these really people that you've admired from afar. And then you've been, they've been, you know, I guess they can, without realizing in that moment, they inspire you to go on that journey of maybe some transition into an entrepreneur or something. Can you tell us about the people that have inspired you on that journey before you started Hyperskin? Yeah. I mean, and I, to be clear, people, even in to this day, I have lawyers that, you know, we've grown up together or they were partners and I looked up to them then as mentors and they still continue to inspire me. I think, you know, people owning their field and, and bringing excellence um, to their work day to day is is very inspiring. Um, and I have a ton of lawyer friends that are, that definitely fit that definition. Um, but yeah, I at the time um, I switched gears in 2015, um, and so at that time the beauty space, especially the multicultural beauty space, was thriving. Um, the hair care industry, the textured hair, natural hair industry was, was, um, I think very new and very exciting to me. I saw so many, um, black owned, women owned companies popping up and, um, yeah, I was just really curious about what was going on over there. I think there was some changes in the editorial world to speak to this, like, um, the beauty editorial world to speak to this, unfortunately, new diversity. So it was all very appealing to me. And I was looking for a way to be a part of it. I didn't at the time have um, a product concept that resonated with me, but I was such an admirer of so many beautifully done businesses. And at the time didn't see um, a retail, a retailer that was like carrying and curating these brands. Um, Of course, a lot has happened in the last few years in terms of retail and, you know, brands really um, speaking to various voices and communities. But at the time, I felt like, wow, I want to create a retail establishment that um, curates these brands and like, you know, introduces them to the world. Um, So my first beauty venture was not hyper. It was actually a beauty boutique in New York City. Um, So I left my corporate law firm job to open a beauty boutique here in New York City. (laughs) That was like the first transition. And yeah, definitely like inspired by um, those founders, inspired by the editors that I was meeting and and following. Um, Instagram was sort of a new space. And so, you know, you started to get a view into like, you know, designers and editors and, and, and entrepreneurs. And I was just like, I want to be over there. <laughs> I think I need to transition. So yeah, definitely drawn um, to the entrepreneurial world. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and it's, it's, it's now even more like 
you know, I, I love the product, but when I hear the story of how the authenticity of it began and it came from a need and a desire to, you know, be represented, it's, it makes me fall more in love with the whole brand. Thank so you. I'm excited to see, um, yeah, how, how it's going to develop. But you were saying about retail and I know I actually got to first, you know, hear about Hyperskin initially from the Sephora Accelerate program, yeah. but I know, you know, you're in major retailers like Revolve, Urban Outfitters. First, how was that experience of, um, yeah, uh, going part of the Sephora Accelerate? Yeah, so I was very excited about Sephora Accelerate. I think, um, you know, when you're a brand founder, like there's, you put a lot of thought and conversations and, and research into like what is the best place for your brand. And Sephora has always, um, in the back of my mind, been the best um, retail partner for Hyper. I think as... Um, like a very results-oriented brand, I um, discovered skincare and clinical skincare through Sephora. At the time, it was all dermatologist brands. Um, but um, it's always been sort of my sort of go-to for a higher standard of effective skincare. Um, so I was excited to do Accelerate and just get to know the world from the inside um, because it's a giant. Like, it's this global company. There are so many brands. I mean, I'm telling you, you've... <laughs> you've mastered that world, but, um, yeah, but I, and it's I keep on, keep on evolving. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so I was excited. Um, yeah, I was just excited to learn more about big retail, about Sephora specifically, um, to connect with some founders that I thought would be sort of moving into the, and, and have in fact, um, moved onto the shelves of Sephora and I think will be like the new faces of, of Sephora brands. Um, so it was, it was a great like six month experience where we learned all about everything from branding and merchandising, um, to fundraising and just like thriving in Sephora. Really great program. I, I definitely suggest it. Um, and Sephora was really collaborative. So even with areas where I thought, oh, well, I wish this was, you know, based on my background, I wish this was done better or based on my experience, I would advise this. They, they've been like really receptive to feedback because they want the program to be um, strong. So it, it was great. And um I graduated from the program and then launched. Um, I think we graduated in the spring. I launched um, on Sephora.com in, in the fall. So it was just a perfect like preparation for that, for that launch onto Sephora. hundred percent. And, you know, also to be in the cohort of another, you know, incredible um, founders and get to meet them. And yeah. I think what they're doing, it's really special. And, and I'm very lucky and fortunate to be part of the mentors for this oh, yeah? intake oh, great, this year. Great, great. But I remember last year I was like... Um, yeah, so I got to meet them all. and But I remember last year I spoke to the Sephora Accelerate team and said, I know I'm coming on next year, but can I meet all the ones this year? So <laughs> it's cool. Like I still get to like, I still speak to like Megan from Reese and, and the Edom team. And it's nice to like still like oh, know, yeah, connect with everyone. Because um, we're all we're all on the same journey. Yeah. You know, all figuring it out. Every day is like a new decision making. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just we have to be together in this, you know? Yeah. I mean, speaking in your, this is, you know, literally the basis of your podcast, but like speaking to founders is, I think, one of the most important things for me to carve out time to do, but especially someone that's on a similar journey. There are so many, there's so much information and experience to, sh- to like exchange. Um, so yeah, very important. Yeah. And and I think that program set, set some of those relationships up so that we continue to like build together. 100%. So retail, I mean, already to be part of a Sephora and be part of this, uh, I guess you could say family, it's an incredible testament to what you're creating. But in creating it, there is still a lot of like decisions and hills and battles and, you know, whether it's trademarking and this and that, and yeah. that we have to decide and, and kind of discover ourselves. And we can have Sephora and all these people, but they're not going to help us much in their day to day. It's us doing it yeah. all. Let's see, let's be real. Exactly. How was that like initially creating it? Like, what was the, like, the, just like in a nutshell or in a, not in a nutshell, but what could you share about the team structure, the, the name creation, like the early days of Hyperskin? Yeah. So we're in year two. So I feel like we're still in the early days, but I'll speak to our first year. Hyper, like the brand, I think the brand evolved very organically and very, it was very clear, the brand vision. And a lot of that, I, I always start with sp- my experience in store because a lot of the decisions I made about the brand were really inspired by watching customer shop. I don't know that there is any, even now that I'm in no way connected to a physical store, I really 
carve out ways to stay connected to our customer and to have conversations because like once you know your customer that well, it really helps you to name a product, to choose a color, to to in, to choose what you're emphasizing. And so hyper, hey, that was the energy I wanted. I wanted you to feel like this works, like it's strong, it's effective, it's powerful. And I also wanted there to be sort of a, a, a joyousness about um, the brand. And so all of that sort of came into play with the color and the name. Um, but I wanted everything to be clear. I saw, I've seen customers shop. And I think when you're shopping for fun, you're shopping for a fragrance or, um, you know, you don't have a concern. It's a, it's a, it's a, a light way to shop, but customer shopping with a concern in mind, I think it can be more strenuous and you see it, you see the challenge of people concocting solutions, yeah. et cetera. And so really wanted everything to be like incredibly clear, um, from the name to the names of our products, to the coloring. And so, um, so yeah, a lot of that, um, helped me to really like create the initial and make the initial branding decisions. Um, I think at this stage, it gets a little more complicated. Um, but the first days, I am a self-funded, um, Hyper's a self-funded brand. So the first days of Hyper were just me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think people realize that. We were uh, yeah. experiencing incredible growth um, after a couple of, mo- a couple of months post-launch. And, um, you know, started to launch and, and niche retailers first, like Revolve and Urban. Um, and we, Instagram was a little bit different two years ago. So we had this great growth on, on social media, just really quick. And I don't think people realized that there was one person doing the social, the packing, the <laughs> all of those things. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, I do not advise that, especially not during a pandemic and especially not with two children. Um, but um, things were moving quickly <laughs> no, and I was keeping up with it. And by the end of our first year, I started to hire and we now have a really we, a small team, but just like really brilliant folks surrounding us um, on the branding side and and on the operation side. And I'm really grateful for that handful of people that that are, you know, the hyper team now. Um, super grateful because I. That's amazing. Yeah, because I know I need them. I know I shouldn't be doing yeah. everything. And there are so many tasks that I certainly shouldn't be doing. Um, so, yeah, now we have this really, really brilliant team. And I, I'm ex- ex- I can feel like the company has has really catapulted in terms of like our output and yeah it's it's great I'll I'll say also like I think it's so important and and so glad you know you did this is at the beginning of creating a brand is if you can and 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 normally you'll have to not even if you can you 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 have to because of cash flow uh, do as many things as possible and learn all the types of you know verticals then when you eventually have the luxury of being able to hire people you'll as a founder or a CEO, if you are as well, like, you know, you'll get to then basically be able to delegate better, but also learn um, how to manage and what to ask them because you'll have done it a bit. You'll know. And also your business is unique to itself. So what they might have done, there might be 20 years experience from another brand, but still they might not see everything that you've seen or you would know you would see. So it's very important to, to, I guess, find that time of transition and it could be a year, two years, three years when you can start delegating away and hiring people, but, um, do it at the pace of the brand. But I think for you, I I feel I'm the exact same. Like after a year or two, we started hiring people and I was like, okay, fine. I can breathe a bit. Yeah. It does does help you to manage. I wouldn't change it. Right. We wouldn't change it. Yeah. It it helps you to manage, understand what people are doing, understand how reasonable your asks are and your expectations are. So, um, there were those benefits exactly. there for sure. Um, but I am happy to, to be in this, in this, <laughs> this growth stage. Um, and of course, even at this stage, 100%. I'm like, there are areas where now I'm excited to add on to our team when we get to that next, um, that next growth spurt. So hundred percent. Um, really, so for people listening who are new to the brand and already like I've, I've, hyped about hyperskin yeah. but i would love for you to hype about your own products and you, right now you have i know you have an aha mask yeah. and then you also have the vitamin c serum can you tell us about those two products and then maybe if there's something new coming Ooh. if you can give us a little hint sure um yeah hyper and i think you described it really well hyper is hyper targeted skincare um with a multicultural point of view um and we're speaking to um 
under-addressed skincare concerns. And we started with hyperpigmentation, um, which was my own personal dilemma and also a very common one um, for folks with skin of color. And what I've, what I now know from talking to my community day to day for so many people. Um, and we launched with our dark spot serum. It's by far hero products. Um, and we, connect it with a lot of people through the results that that product renders. Um, we recently launched our AHA mask. It's a very wonderful brightening mask. It really um, helps to calm breakouts and um, to brighten and also to treat dark spots. And we do have something else coming, but it's this summer. So I feel like it's a little too soon to talk about it. But um, what I will say is that we are definitely um, launching newness, but being really like careful. Like we're not rushing. I know there are brands that have like 22 products and that's great. But I think what we're trying to do is really like speak to um, the holes and routines and in the industry. And so, you know, hopefully when we launch products, you know, the ingredients, our mask, for example, has mandelic acid, which Mm. is one of my favorite ingredients, a very brown skin friendly um, AHA um, because it's gentle and treats dark spots. Um, and is less likely to sort of like be harsh and, and chemically burn your skin. Um, love the ingredient. Also anti-inflammatory. So great if you have acne or razor bumps or, or something yeah. like that. But um, yeah, the goal is to put out these treatment products that um, that we think should 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 exist and that we know our community will appreciate. So um, we have something coming this um this summer, and you know we'll just sort of continue to launch at this like. This, I would say, yeah, kind of mindful growth and mindful growth. growth. You know? I like that mindful growth. Yeah, in this really mindful way. But um, but yes, but also excited to innovate. Like that's one of the things that I really love to do. Um, and I our community lets us know what they want to see. So it's it's great to sort of combine our um perspective with with their with their requests. And so yeah, I think the next year is going to be real. I mean. This phase is exciting, but um, yeah, it's been yeah. great to sort of create and I, it, it's exciting to put something out. Like we have something coming out this summer and I can't wait because I can't keep a secret. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Well, everyone will just, I'll put all the links anyway in the summary, but everyone just have to follow the journey. Yeah, to be able follow to the journey. Yeah. And, um, it's exciting. Yeah. And I think, you know, social media is great for that. Keeping people, you know, I think historically it's just been like, let me tell you about our products. But now, you know, it's it's really about the journey. And so we bring customers along and bring our community along for the journey. So yes, follow along. It's it's an exciting time. Amazing. Um, I'm really excited. But, um, you know, like it hasn't been easy for us because we built the brand in a pandemic, right? Yes. This was a very difficult time, mainly with I mean, I've, the key word when we can write books about it is logistics, operations and supply. And that's the main problem. And that's our main bane of our existence currently. I think the hardest part would be selling the product. That's not. It's, not, it's getting the product. Um, yeah. And the pandemic did not help. Yeah. yeah. And how has that been like for you with the pandemic and building the brand? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You know, that's a great question. We had mix. we had... um the challenge of supply chain and the challenge of being a self-funded brand. And so, you know, I think some larger brands, um, companies solve their supply chain issue by just ordering in, in incredibly large quantities, which is not always an option for a smaller brand. And so um, we had to be nimble there. And so that was a huge challenge. But we also, I think early pandemic had the benefit of, I think attention, like customers were home, they were online, they were not able to go to Sephora, Ulta, wherever. And so they were, I think, like open to shopping online, going to a different DTC platform. And we definitely, as a small new brand, that's very like targeted on, on treating, you know, a specific solution. So if you have it, it resonates with you. Um, if you're dealing with hyperpigmentation, our brand, you know, resonates. Um, I think we benefited from, from that moment in time. Um, a lot of people and, you know, are still like committed to skincare and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to, to their hair health. Like they saw being at home as a time to like get it together and recharge and focus on themselves. So there were aspects of the pandemic, um, as a skincare brand, as a beauty brand that benefited us, but there were so many challenges to getting product, to hiring, to figuring out the structure of your company. Is are we going to be remote? Are we mm-hmm. going to have an all? Like there are a lot of challenges and decisions that had to be made at this really unique time, and that I think formed the foundation of your business. Like we're our team is completely remote. Everyone is yeah. in a different city in the U.S. And um, for us, it's allowed us to create great talent. But sometimes I'm like, you hire dur- during a pandemic, will will you regret that in three years? I don't think we will. I think our team appreciates the flexibility and, and et cetera, and we meet quarterly. But um, there are some decisions like that where you're like, gosh, I have to make this very important decision about the structure of my company at a very unique time. Um, so, you know, it's... It, it, <laughs> The pandemic has been interesting. <laughs> and and it's, it, you know, it's provided opportunities, but also learning opportunities where we can like really, uh, I think that's when you said like the, working with other founders or helping each other yeah. is, it's really f- in a way forced, but beautifully allowed um, founders to connect with other founders and truly collaborate. Because I, I built it obviously in the pandemic and built my podcast from the pandemic and really seeing this more collaboration, less competition, it really like has been such an easy um, I guess you could say, um, not, not, I don't want to say sell, but such an easy way to like, you know, translate that to people because they're just so open to it more than ever. And I used to work in the beauty industry for many years where, you know, I was my first job, one of my first jobs, the first thing they said is, oh no, we are X company. Do not even share anything with the other companies from Mm -hmm. the same conglomerate. And I'm like, well, this, we're working for the same master company. Yeah. Like, why can I share what I'm doing? So I was taught, I was actually like, my boss would have fired me for sharing. Like that's how not collaborative it was. Wow. Right. So for me, I had to like, really like de de learn all the things I learned in corporate to realize, no, people can and want to collaborate yeah. and we should. And the pandemic, I think really accelerated that, you know? I think so too. And I also think when you, you know, I know and love your brands and what you realize is that we all have such strong brands and we're telling different stories to different people. And so if I share operations insights with you, like that doesn't, we're, we're going to take this and, and it's going to look and feel very different in the world. And so there's not really a threat to like, the outside world. It only like enhances your business, um, but it doesn't hurt my market because um, the people you're collaborating with are building like strong and unique entities. So yeah, I I have the same view. Like we're building different things and we're going to, yeah, it's going to feel different in the world. And together we're going to make a difference, especially brands like ours that are, you know, founder led, conscious, mission led. They really, um, not necessarily big corporate conglomerate brands, we can have the luxury of going deeper, connect and make agile, quick changes and that help each other. You know, it's not like these big systems that we have to like, you know, 
go through, we yeah. can just decide as a founder, cool, thank you so much. Like, tell me your supplier. Great. Tomorrow I'll call <laughs> them call and them. I'll yeah. you work with them the day after tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, it's that quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, actually, you, yeah, it goes a lot more, a long way and actually becomes more, more valuable. But, um, you know, we were speaking about the pandemic and then, of course, these moments during the pandemic can really not only shape the way we build the business, but it can also shape our personal like lives and routines and yeah. rituals. So have you found that you've adopted any, like, I guess, morning rituals or daytime rituals that you can share with us that have kept you grounded and motivated? I think, I think if I'm honest about this pandemic, it's, it's been very evolving for me. Um, I, I'm in, and I think we, you know, as a global community are in the healthiest stage of it. It feels like we're looking back at the toughest time. Um, but as a mom of two, um, that launched the business right before, um, I don't know that I had the same self-care experiences as, as some of my counterparts. Um, I am just getting back to a place where I feel like I'm able to sort of carve out my own time and then dedicate time to family and business. Um, there was a real scramble, um, at the top of the pandemic at the time when my business was thriving, but, um, not, you know, yeah, at the time when my business was thriving, my husband has a very traditional career at a, a not his own company. Um, and so there was a lot of resources towards supporting that and keeping that going. Um, we didn't know what was happening with hyper. And so, I feel like, you know, and I, there's, this is a story I think of a lot of women and probably a lot of founders. It was me carving out time to make it work. My husband actually ended up taking off the summer, um, the the summer of 2020, because we realized that hyper was huge opportunity. We had retailers calling us and customers, um, you know, growing day over day. And there was no structure. It was all over the place. There wasn't a specific, there wasn't nine to five carved out for me to focus on the business. And we took the summer off to really kind of um, organize our worlds and focus on on hyper. So mm. if I'm quite honest, the the top of the pandemic uh, was, was, there was not a focus on self-care. It was very much like, how can we keep all of the balls in the air? And and now, you know, we're at a healthy place. You know, schools are open and babysitters are back and companies are operating again. And, and um, I'm finding a really healthy flow with, um, you know, just taking time to eat well and, and spending time with friends and things like that. But, um, but yeah, I, I loved watching social media and seeing people that like found Pilates or, or yoga or baking bread during the pandemic. But I was like, <laughs> it was a mess. <laughs> it, 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 and that, and that, that's the reality. And that's why yeah. I love being so honest and candid. It, it is that. And yeah. it's all about putting those intentions and the intentions are sometimes more powerful than the actual, like, I guess you could say the realities because it's a mindset game and yes. we have to make sure we're not too hard on ourselves yeah. because we're not like, like, that's why I don't even like, like to say like, do five tips to do this and that. It's like, just do you. Yeah. And just yeah. as long as you're trying to be the best version of you and you're happy. Yeah. That's that is. Yeah. No, no, no. That's what and you're I, doing. Yeah, I am. And I, you know, I realize that like the fact that my husband took the summer off. Like I am very grateful that that was even yeah. an option in our, in our family and, and for our business. But, um, but yeah, it's all about doing you and what you can do. And whew, I just hope that <laughs> please no more pandemics. <laughs> No, I know exactly. Please, no more. The mask mandates off. Yeah. Please, that's like no more uh, lockdowns. Yeah, I need, lockdowns. Like, uh, that's I just, what it like, is. I just need to know it. Yeah. We're going to a stable. Yeah, no more lockdowns, please. Lockdowns. No, but, as, <laughs> but some of the things that I did during the lockdown, I do want to keep adopting yeah. them, like having more time to myself, yes. not going out as much, not feeling this FOMO. Like FOMO was that was really healthy nice. for me and I needed it. And I'm now getting a bit back into, I'm like exhausted of traveling and all these events. And yeah, it's actually like, okay, let's go back a little bit to that place, yeah. that balance, right? It's like so important. But one thing you touched on it before, like social media and stuff, it's how has social media been for you recently? I mean, recently, even in the last couple of months, but even in the last two years, like have you found mentally like your mental health and stuff, you've had to really be mindful how you're consuming the content, especially as a founder, seeing other founders, their successes, brands. That's a great question. You know, I think there's, yeah, social media is, I feel like I, I am drawn to social media because I'm inspired. I love to see what other people are doing it, you know, but I think as a brand founder, you don't want other concepts to trickle into what you're doing. 
Um, you don't want to compare yourself to what other people are doing. So there's always some regulation that, that I need to do when it comes to how I consume social media, especially as a founder, because I'm always looking at other brands and reading all of the platforms that speak about other brands. Um, but that can sort of hit you in different ways. Um, I think as a founder on social media, you always feel like you can be doing more. Um, there are so many cool brands run yeah. by amazing people. And I think um, like your community wants to see you. And I love connecting with our community and, and being present on social media, but like a little bit. <laughs> so I think, you know, I always yeah. feel like I should be there more. Um, I should be sort of more forward facing. So there's all, there's this back and forth between connecting, but am I doing enough? Um, so yeah, social media is, is it's, it's something that really needs to be regulated. And I think you need to find sort of your relationship with it and stay true to it, just like everything else. Um, and I think in year two, I've, I've found that I've also, I'm also, I like TikTok. I think there are platforms that are a little more organic, make social media, um, a little easier mm-hmm. to participate in. Um, you know, Instagram is, yeah. is millennial. I, I feel like the word of millennialism was curate. Like it's very curated and very like, you know, beautiful and, and thoughtful and TikTok is raw. And like, I could film something now and this is fine enough, even though it's, you know, a little, there's nothing happening that's beautiful. Um, so I think having the right yep. platform, um, finding like where you, where you fit in, um, where I fit in has helped, but yeah, definitely. Um, y- yeah, there's a thoughtfulness that needs to take place with, with social media, or you could really sort of harm yourself, I think mentally, emotionally, and um, probably from a business perspective as well. hundred <laughs> so. percent. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's why it's just, again, I go back to this word, mindful, yeah. mindful consumption. Yeah. And you have the ability to go in and out, to mute if you need if to. You need to yeah. um, but over time, by just doing that, you'll get stronger and you'll know how when you're consuming it, you you're, have your own filters. You might, you might not need to use the filters on the platform, right? Yeah. You have your filters you have your in your own head. Internal. And that's what I felt I've had to. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's when you're just self-worth, putting all the effort on your, in yourself and you, you know what you're doing is your own lane, your own yeah. you know, your own way, and that's perfect. And then you should feel empowered by seeing others and not feel threatened or uh, demotivated. Yeah. And I think that's like where we all yearn to be. But we're human. Yeah. It's normal. It doesn't yeah, it's it's happen overnight. It's both. It's both. But it's, it's usually exciting to see what people what people are doing especially at the beginning stages i think it can get a little bit more later and that's why i have to be mindful now is as you grow and you've done it for a while it's i don't know if you feel the same after nearly two years it's like do you feel sometimes it's weird saying this because every time anything happens like a consumer loves the product and and those kind of stuff i get jitty i get like shivers you know i get five star review i get love it yes but anything success that happens with the brand or me like let's say we get like a, a new article or this I'm starting to get immune to it, oh, which yeah. sounds so sad, but it's like, I'm not as, not as excited and yeah. it doesn't fulfill me as much. Yes. So do you get the same thing? I do. And I, I have to work on that because yeah, I don't, I actually don't catch it personally. I think other people catch it for me. Like my team yeah. will be like, we won this award. And I'm like, oh yeah, but we also need yeah. to like, or my family will be like, it's we just saw that. you in yeah. a magazine. And I like, yeah, you really do have to like, stop to celebrate your wins. I think we're so focused on the next thing or like, okay, that's great. But now I have to do this. I have to have this next, you know? Yeah. So yes, that is definitely, definitely a challenge. And I think from a team perspective, it's like climbing a mountain and we got to, we got to like, remember like each mountain, each hill you climb, like that's a, that's worth it. Yeah. Take a photo, like celebrate it, you know, like don't just always be, there's a summit. Sure. But every, every step you take, every kilometer is still worth yeah. celebrating. And I think that's something that we have to take a moment to stop. No, a lot of I the think time you're right. But yeah, it is, it is, it is normal as we get immune to that. Like, you know, once you have an article, your dream article and you have another one, it, it gets less and less exciting because yeah. you've had it. Right. And then you realize, Oh, that's maybe not what I've, that doesn't fulfill me. So sometimes it's okay too. Cause I'm like, well, maybe my source of inspiration comes from my team being happy less yes. than me, or maybe yeah. it's my, the, the customers being happy. It's definitely the customers. You know? I like read our reviews. I love, um, sometimes we have an amazing like social team, but I will go on and like respond as hyper to engagement because I, I definitely get energized from, from the community aspect, especially when yeah. people are giving direct feedback on the product. So, or just like the, t- the community 
being excited about what's going on. Sometimes I'll forget, oh, this is a big deal. And then you'll see like, you know, this crazy like celebration and the comments on social media. And it's like, oh my God, yeah, 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 (laughs) this is good. So, um, so yeah, definitely energized by our team and our community for sure. Um, So, and this is, this is what makes us go into this journey without, it can be very lonely, but we feel a bit less alone when we have this mindset. And I completely agree. So, I mean, before we get into fire round questions, I'm going to ask a desert island situation. It's, it's a little bit harder for brands that like, you know, who have like hundred skews. Brands like ours, which are a yeah. bit more smaller skew assortment, mindful, yeah. I call it mindful empathy. Um, we, um, we, we, we have less to choose, but also doesn't make it much easier. So I'm going to ask you, you're invited to a founded beauty island, but you can only bring one product with you. So what is your go-to out of the mask or the serum? Um... Oh, wow. You know, I feel like I should say the serum because that's our hero product, but I would say the mask. Um, I don't love it more. I, I need both of them, but um, the yeah. mask is sort of when my when my skin goes crazy that I know the mask will um, bring it back to where I want it to be in terms of breakouts and, and texture and stuff. And so I imagine Founded Beauty found Island might make me go crazy and it'll be hot. Sort of bring me yeah. yeah it'll bring me back to where i need to be cool. yeah well i think um but you can maybe try to sneak in both i mean i i would there's we'll small like in, you yeah. wouldn't even know yeah, yeah. you wouldn't you i wouldn't know yeah. I wouldn't, i'll allow it, I'll allow it. <laughs> but um so we're gonna get fire on question this is first thing that comes to your mind mm-hmm. so the first question is okay what is another beauty brand that you're currently loving ami Colet. <laughs> so you know them they're a great um yep. sort of yeah beautiful like um no makeup 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 brands um beautifully yeah. done they have a lip oil they and, have a great lip oil i feel yeah. like i've purchased a few things from them and every time i'm like this is this is a win this stands out like they just i think everything they're putting out is really really brilliant um so yeah Amicole comes to mind oh, first I need, I need to get her on the book yeah uh, oh yeah amazing. yeah she's a great story um, i need to get on the pod for sure yeah Amazing. Um, next question is, what is, um, no, next question is, what is a guilty pleasure of yours? Reality TV. Um, I like, I go months without watching it, but I'm in a reality TV phase, but like I'm watching like Real Housewives of Miami. I don't even think anyone watches that show. Like do, do people watch the show? But it's just great background TV and like the houses and like, even if I don't like the style, I like to see it and yeah, it's my guilty pleasure. I like sometimes just want to turn my mind off and just like see, you know, color and yeah, <laughs> shiny. Yeah, we need it, especially like, as founders. Yeah. Sometimes having that in the background, it's great on the just background. That, like just yeah. to, like let us have a detachment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. escape a bit. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Well, my next question is going to maybe expose which kind of shows. But what are you currently watching or reading? Um. Oh, you know, I'm not watching. I mean, outside of kind of literally having background TV, I'm not watching anything. I feel like I read a lot of um, business publications, um, but I'm, yeah, yeah, I definitely am always like following, really excited about what's happening in the space. And so um, definitely always reading like business, um, beauty, CPG, business publications. Um, that's where I've been drawn. I think I'm at that stage of business where, um, I'm in a learning phase. So, so yeah, that's sort of what I've been reading. Um, TV is sort of sporadic for me. I'll binge, binge a TV show on the weekend and then not turn my TV on for another couple of weeks. So Bridgerton was like the last thing I saw. We're the same at this. I, I just... I don't. I don't know if I. I don't. I'm not really like, like obsessed with TV that much. Mm. And if I, there's one show, I might watch it in like a weekend, and then it's done, and, and it's I don't done. necessarily need to watch another one. Yeah. I have a break for a while. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, but I like reading like definitely like articles. I get more of my subscriptions, my BOF, my FT, yes. all that stuff, and yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. and it helps the business. So it it's does. Such a good it does. Way to use our time. It does. Next question is: What's your favorite social media platform right now? I think I'm really liking TikTok. I yeah. I mean, I would you know. I'm getting used to it and I'm not actually active there. So, well, I'm active on our, our brand site, but, um, the algorithm is insane. Like I'm always served things that are so specific, like (laughs) 
it's almost like odd. Um, but I like the rawness of it. I like how accessible it seems. I like that it just doesn't seem like it takes a lot. It feels behind the scenes. Um, so yeah, I would say yeah. TikTok right now is really cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, do you have like a favorite quote or mantra that you go by? Um, I wouldn't say favorite, but I think at this stage in business, I'm in a just do it phase. Um, I don't know that those are br- mm, brilliant words, but I think they really speak to um, where I am right now. I think they speak so to a, founder life. And I think it's so powerful. Yeah. 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 I think like, you know, getting it done, I... Um, and you, I'm sure we, you have this experience where people, as a founder, they tell you they're, oh, I had this idea to do this, or um, one day I want to do that, yeah. and I just, you know, just do it, yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. because that's sort of the distinction between like the brands that you're admiring and like what's in your head, and so, um, and that you know, not only with business, not everyone wants to be a founder, nor should everyone be a founder, but um, no. but yeah, I think for where yeah. I am right now, that's those are those are the words, those simple phrase, not brilliant, but. Yep. And if, if you found as I said that exact same yeah. word and it's uh, like Mabel and Shaira from the Fria sisters from Luna Magic and a few people have been saying just do it yeah. as like their main thing. And I think it's a very common mantra for founders because often we came from different industries and, you know, we had definitely perhaps not the the quote unquote like training or like what people would think of like 30 years in beauty, it's now create a beauty brand. Like we didn't yeah. have that necessarily. Yeah. But um, I did work a bit in corporate beauty and my CEO and all these people were like, I want to create a brand, but I don't know if I'm ready. And I thought, well, they've actually had those 40 years experience and they're not ready. I'm definitely never going to be ready unless I do it, right? That's just that. You're never going to be ready. No. Yeah. That's it. And you learn on on the journey. Yeah. I recall you learn it like, by doing. wanting to create hyper and thinking, I have like acne prone skin. I don't think, I don't think I'm like the face of, of beauty and just do it. And what you realize is, wow, actually this story has resonated with so many people and these products are, you know, people um, connect with them more because they understand like how they were created and the standard they were created to meet. So, um, so yeah, just do it no matter why you're convincing yourself that you, you shouldn't, you can't, or you're not ready to. Um, exactly. I love that. And my last question is if you want a beauty entrepreneur right now, and let's say also you weren't in law <laughs> yeah. because that would have been the logical thing. What would you be doing? You know, I'm not sure, but I do find the investor community really interesting. I think, um, they're, they have a lot of power to, you know, fund and, and decide what's next. Like what, you know, um, you know, obviously as a founder, I'm speaking to beauty investors all the time. And I think they're really able to decide at least where the resources are going to like what the beauty industry will look like in the next phase. Um, and I'm, that's true in tech and in all arenas. So, um, so yeah, maybe, I'd be on the investor side of things um, because I find it, I find like shaping the future really, really exciting. And I think that um, outside of being a founder, that they have a lot of power. Um, yeah, a lot of, you know, a lot of exposure, a lot of power. And the best thing is, as founders, it seems to be, I'm kind of investing in a few brands. Yeah. It seems to be where us, when we, when we eventually get the exit or whatever, if that's our goals, it seems to be our logical next step is to help other founders realize their journey. Yeah, and you yeah. understand it. You no, understand I, I, you know, the I'm path. With you on that. Yeah, no, it definitely seems. I mean, it might be a little, a little too, too direct, but um, yeah, I think that that world is is really exciting. Um, and you see a lot of founders that agree with that <laughs> based on the trajectory. Yep. So. No, and I and I think it will be my next. I'm already seeding it to be my next step as well because there's no better joy than helping other. Yeah. Young founders, meaning young and early in their career of yeah. creating their brand, that having them help them realize their job. I mean, with our very fresh learnings, plus obviously tactical seed money and capital yeah. is what they would need as that winning source. And I think especially seeing people like perhaps like us, people of color being yeah. more in that VC space, which is often not. I think we need to like disrupt, change it a bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see how that space evolves, um, you know, alongside everything else that is, is, is evolving. So, so yeah, that'd be the world. Amazing. (laughs) Well, love that. Love that answer. So, I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you and learn about Hyperskin, but also just your story that makes it even more, I think, encompassing that this is going to be a brand that everyone should be watching out for and, at least 
everyone I want by everyone by a few years to have one hyper skin product in their cabinet I think that's it. I do too so I I'm too. hoping that you guys will you're gonna you're gonna do great things Desiree and where can everyone find yourself and also hyper skin on social website yeah sure so hyper skin's easy to find we're at hyper skin on social platforms and we're at hyperskin.com um our products are available on our website and at Sephora um so that is also easy and then I'm Desiree Verdejo at Desiree.Verdejo on social platforms. So um, hopefully that's all easy enough to follow. My, you know, as usual, my listeners, you know, put all the links in the summary below so you can just literally click straight away. Make sure to follow both Desiree and Hyperskin. And I can't wait to now meet in person very soon. Yes, and definitely. And this journey as friends and as founders. Yeah, and as Sephora family. <laughs> exactly. This is just the beginning for us. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Oh, my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable and Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founds of Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.